Hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul, the space to deepen your inner awakening and activate your highest expression to elevate the world. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I know we have a lot of new listeners here, and I want to say thank you for tuning in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our worldwide tribe that is just growing every single week. And by the way, thank you for those of you who take the time to give a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, which is really where the lion's share of listenership resides, and it's the fastest most effective way to show appreciation not only for myself but for our incredible guests like today's as well as uh, be a participant in helping to grow the show. So I want to read a review that recently came in actually just last week uh, from Janet Namaste. The subject line is, thank you, Michelle, you are a light. And she gives it five stars in a world where chaos and quote noise try to drown out the whispers of our inner selves. Fire and soul serves as a beautiful guiding light, gently nudging us to reconnect with our spiritual essence. Michelle is a beautiful beam of light and her authenticity, caring, and love shines through each episode. Whether you're a seasoned seeker or someone taking their first steps on the spiritual path, Fire and Soul is a wonderful companion that offers solace, guidance, and a profound sense of connection. Oh, and I love her voice. (laughs) Thank you so much, Janet. That really touches my heart and I just had to take a moment to pause on that as I really allow that just to kind of sink in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, that is the intention, is that we can all really begin to embody more of the truth of who we are so that it no longer becomes something that we're even trying to attain, right? We're no longer sinking, we're simply being and receiving and we're in communion. And it's just such a beautiful to be on this path in this way way with all of you. So thank you for tuning in. Now I'm going to take a, a, a right turn here. And this conversation is so special with my digital course mentor, Amy Porterfield. Many of you are probably familiar with her. Some of you, it may be new. She is an online marketing expert with over 50,000 students that she's served. And her personally, she's generated over $85 million in revenue. She's the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Two Weeks Notice, and host of the top ranked podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy. As of this moment, There's 55 million downloads and 602 episodes. I learned so much about me starting my coaching and training business without even having a digital course through listening to her podcast until I actually got the course ready. So through her best-selling courses, book and popular podcast, Amy's action by action approach proves that even the newest online entrepreneurs can bypass the overwhelm and instead generate exciting momentum as they build a business they love. And that is the truth for me on every single level. And we share a little bit more of my backstory if you're sort of newer to the show and you haven't heard some of that. Amy graced us with her presence last year, so it's a real gift that we get her two years in a row. Now at the end of this conversation, and I hope you stay for the whole thing because it's fiery, it's full of passion, it's full of devotion for everyone to experience at whatever level a little taste of the energy and, and, and the possibilities that Amy and I are both speaking from. Uh, and that's that she's offering up a boot camp and it's called Course Confident. I took it last year. So did many of you, by the way. We had a blast in it. And um, if you want to learn more about that, you do pay 47 bucks. There's 
Listen, it is so, so worth it. It's, it's very action-packed, a lot of beautiful energy in there, and a lot of like doers, right? Dreamers and actual doers. So you can, if you want to get more information on that and sign up, I will see you there. You would do that at michelle-sorrow.com slash bootcamp. So I'll say that again and link it in the show notes. It's michelle-sorrow forward slash, no, dot com forward slash bootcamp. All right, my loves. So without further ado, this is a fantastic conversation that is basically her backstory, my backstory on all things digital course creation, but more importantly, leaning in to endless possibilities. All right, enjoy. Amy Porterfield, welcome to Fire and Soul. What an honor to have you back for the second year in a row. Lucky me. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. It's so fun that we were chatting behind the scenes and here you've been like such a profound mentor for me and obviously many, many others and those who listen to this show as well. But I just learned something new about you before we even hit record. We were chatting about how we connected to the Tony Robbins world and you shared something that really touched my heart. Can you share that with my listeners? Yeah, I don't think I've really talked about this much on my own podcast, but you know, I my audience knows that I used to work for Tony Robbins for almost seven years as the director of content development. But what I haven't really talked about a lot is I was a student before I worked for Tony, meaning I loved everything that he put out there and I ate it up. And so really, I'll take it even a little further. What you don't know is that I found Tony because I had broken up with a boyfriend. I was really distraught over it and I could not sleep at night. And so for many, many nights, I would just watch TV like at 3 a.m. And there is always a Tony Robbins infomercial (laughs) at any time of day. And so that's what happened. I started watching this infomercial and I'm like, I need this. This is exactly what I need. My life was very much off track. And so I got the CDs. I started to listen to them. And then I thought I got to go to an event. So I went to this event, Date With Destiny changed my life. It was before I got married to my husband, Hobie. Wait, so when was that? Which year? So if I started, let's see here. Oh, geez. I have, I have no idea. I can't, it doesn't matter before you met Hobie. Okay, great. You've been married for quite a long time. I've been married for 15 years and it was a few years before that. That's a good way to do the math. So probably 17 years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, uh, more than that, because I worked for Tony for so long, but it was profound. I realized what I wanted, why I wanted it, who I wanted. I was single at the time. I got clear on masculine energy, feminine energy. It was life-changing for me. And so that's what made me fall in love with the content. And I thought, I got to work for this company. So fast forward and I worked for him. And then that got me to where I am today. Wow, such a good story. I never heard that. We have so much in common, as I know millions of others do as well. And then, of course, I was led to you. And we're going to get there in a moment. But let's now fill in the gap of you go to Date with Destiny, you meet Hobie, hello, greatest gift ever. And then you decide that you're going to actually leave that organization and move into the space that you are now obviously a trailblazer in. Can you fill us in for those who may still be a little unfamiliar with your backstory? Yes, for sure. So I always say that I am an ex-corporate girl turned accidental entrepreneur. So what happened was I started to work for Tony and I did that, like I said, for almost seven years. And then there was this fateful meeting that he brought in a bunch of online business owners and he had them share what they were doing. They had digital courses, memberships, masterminds. They were in all different industries from dating advice to real estate, to financial advice, to 
um, so many different things, physical products, digital products. But what they all had in common is that they were all their own bosses. They were making a lot of money. And more importantly, they were making a big impact. Mm. And I didn't know who these guys were, but I listened to their stories that day because I was called in to take notes at that meeting. Very humbling. Love that Um, that part of the story. Only in the room, not at the table and taking notes. No judgment, just, you know, awareness. Awareness. That's what Mm -hmm. happened. And so I took the worst notes of my life that day because I kind of put down the pen and looked around and thought, I don't know what these guys are doing, but I want a piece of it. And so for the first time ever, I realized I'm not free. I've always had a boss and I want to figure out how to be my own boss. And I want to crash through that glass ceiling that I know that I was very close to hitting. And Mm. so it took about a year for me to get the courage and a plan together to leave my nine to five job. I did so, and then I went out on my own to create an online business. The first two years were a disaster, very, very messy. But after that, I started to get my groove and it's been 14 years now. And I've created eight successful digital courses. And now I help other people take their knowledge, know-how, and skill set, and create digital courses in their own businesses. I've generated over $85 million with digital course sales. I've helped over 50,000 students do this. And I'm just on a mission to help people find that freedom, whatever it means to them, in their personal life and in their business as well. And you certainly have. I mean, I could bow down to you in such profound gratitude (laughs) for how you've shown me how to duplicate a recipe that is duplicatable. I mean, yes. you teach this step-by-step, action-by-action, even if you're scared. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering, do you have any idea what that global number is? Like the gross, gross revenue of like me and all of your 50,000 plus students. Have you guys ever tried to come up with the math? So we, I don't know what that math is, yeah. but what I can tell you is this. We do a lot of research on where the industry is going and it is already in the billions in terms of people investing in digital learning, and it is continuing to be on the climb. I thought that during COVID is when there was a big boom. People were stuck at home, started to be open-minded to learning in different ways, and sales of digital courses shot through the roof. All my students were like, this is the best thing ever that could have come from a horrible situation like COVID. Uh, And then I thought, okay, I wonder if this is going to backslide after we get out into the world. It only has continued to climb. And I think the reason for that is more people now understand the value of a course. It's cheaper than learning in person. You don't have to travel anywhere. You can go back to it again and again until it really sinks in, whatever you're learning from gardening to building up your relationship to losing weight to anything in between. And also there's something really profound about learning something on your own terms. That's very different than being in a group setting in real time. And so we've just seen it continue to climb. Yeah. Well, I know I experienced that myself. And I love when you talk about how one course can change the entire trajectory of your life and business. Um, So I'd love to hear about when you were starting and you, you know, different courses, eight different courses over the years. I think you found your sweet spot. Who knows what else you've got up your sleeve. But can you talk about that learning curve and the awareness around that and what you would do differently if you were starting over today versus when you were starting 14 years ago? And I'm sure without an email list, right? Because that's a big obstacle that people imagine they must need or huge social media presence. So that was kind of a lot, but I I think you can handle it. (laughs) Well, first I'll say that you definitely don't need a huge social media following or a really big email list in order to launch your course. And what I usually tell my students is 
Your goal is 500 people on your email list before you launch your course. But the way I teach course creation is I teach you how to grow your email list while you're creating your course at the same time. They really are aligned. And so that when you're ready to launch, you've got 500 people or more on your email list. So I'm gonna take that right off the table of people listening, thinking, I'm not ready for this. I need a big email list or a big social media following. I have story after story of people with small email lists, less than 500 to be quite honest, that have made five and six figures with their digital course launches. So mm. that's one thing that's for sure. But if I go back 14 years and think about my very first digital course, well, it was a disaster. As I mentioned, my first two years were very, very messy. And there's a few reasons why. Number one, my first digital course I created, I was teaching authors how to use social media to launch their book. The challenge is, I had never been an author and I had never launched a book before. Funny enough, it wouldn't be till 14 years later that I actually launched a book, which was this year. And Hello, so New York Times bestseller. Uh, notice. I will link it in the show notes for yeah. sure. An well, amazing read. Uh, never get old to hear that oh. New York Times bestseller. So oh. thank you for that. You're welcome. So, it's been 14 years now that, but I taught it 14 years ago. And so the problem was I was teaching something where I hadn't got results yet. I knew social media really well. I didn't know how to launch a book. So now what I teach is you've got to have a 10% edge. The 10% edge means that you have gotten results for yourself or for somebody else, a client, a student, a family member, a friend, you've gotten results. And now you're willing to put together the roadmap to teach other people how to get those same results. So mm -hmm. it's okay if you've only gotten the results for yourself, there's a digital course in that. Other people want to know how you've done it, but I hadn't gotten results for authors yet. So I shouldn't have been teaching something. I should have just focused on how to use social media to build your business. That's what I knew really well. I thought I needed to niche down. I had this like desperate energy. So I chose mm. something I wasn't qualified to teach. So that was my first mistake. The second mistake that I made is that I did have a small email list, about 600 people, but I never, ever nurtured them. They had never heard from me in months and months. So when I started to launch my course, they're like, who are you and why are you sending us an email? Mm -hmm. So I wish I would have just started an email list from scratch when I started to create the course and nurtured those people. Even if it was less than 600, I would have had more success. So whether you don't have an email list and you need to start one, or you do have a small email list, the goal is communicating with them on a consistent basis to build that know, like, and trust. So yeah. very important. Yeah, so. so good. I was just going to ask you, do you have off top of your head, maybe a couple of examples of what it's like to nurture? What yes. does that mean? Okay. So when I say nurture your email list, what I mean is that they hear from you with value on a consistent basis. So what I teach my students is every single week, I want you to send an email to your entire newsletter or list, your entire email list. And the first question I get is, what the heck am I sending them every single week? What am I saying to them? Well, you've got some options. If you have a blog, a podcast, or a video show, and hint, I want you to have one of those eventually, you're putting out original content. So every single week you're emailing your list saying, hey, I've got a brand new podcast. This is what it's about. Here's a few bullet points of what you're going to learn. Click this link and go take a listen. I do this every single Thursday for my own email list. I let them know I've got a new podcast out. So that's one of the easiest ways to nurture a list is letting them know you've got something new out and they can go check it out. If you don't have a blog, 
blog or a podcast or a video show. You could do a weekly live Q&A on social media, Instagram Live, for example. You can email your list, let them know, today I'm going to do an Instagram Live. I'm going to teach you XYZ and answer some questions. Come join me. So that's another thing you can email once a week. The third option is just a traditional newsletter where in there, you're not clicking anywhere to go listen to something extra, you're just sharing value. You're telling a story, you're sharing a lesson you learned, maybe you're sharing something you've struggled with in the past, but it's all contained in a traditional newsletter, just offering value. But we need to nurture the people that are on our email list. And the way I teach it, every week they should be hearing from you, rain or shine. I love that. That made such a huge difference for me. And then through you, I also learned like a really healthy open rate, a click-through rate. And all of that, I also learned through your List Builder Society. So I know that that is pretty much printily open at these days. Yeah. So if we want to link to that, we can. Okay. But that is just a precursor because I definitely know so many of my listeners, even though I've made a big shift in my life, as many have these past couple of years and the type of content that I'm putting out, I still rely on my bread and butter signature course that I learned way back in the day. I was doing one-on-one -on -one consulting for brands that were on QVC and HSN. I had sold over $200 million worth of products, stuff that you know, love, and trust and use today. Um, and I didn't know how to turn that into a course idea, but I had heard about you at a Tony Robbins, actually, New Year's Eve gathering in Los Angeles. Oh. Everyone there was from that realm. So funny, like he's here with us or something today. Yes, uh, he creates a lot of possibility, and um, and they said, oh, we're gonna we're gonna enroll in Amy Porterfield's DCA. It was coming out in January in nineteen, yeah. and I was like, what's that? Who's her? What what is this? And it just spoke to me. I didn't even finish the webinar. I signed up, and it was just done, done, done. And that course is now generated multiple six figures. It allowed me to connect with my mentor, Jack Canfield. And now we've done like seven collaborations with him to the tune of more multiple six figures. And it's just, we're touching lives, we're impacting lives. But I remember having big mindset blocks around how do I take my 10% edge? How do I take this one-on-one -on -one sort of business model, keep the integrity, keep the value and scale it? Now, what I did is I did some case studies and I did some labs and I proved it out over like five different versions to get feedback and testimonials and to really flesh it out. That was my style, but let's just say we got a lot of mental chatter happening for those who are listening, but yet feel the call, right? I want to own my own time. I want that freedom that Amy and Michelle are talking about. What are some of those mindset blocks that you've seen and how so many, regardless of their background, have overcome them? I love this question because I've been around long enough to hear all of it, but there's a few that really rise to the top. One of them is rooted in, I'm just not enough. And it doesn't always come out like I'm not enough. What it comes out is, what if nobody buys? What if I fall flat on my face? What if my webinar doesn't work and I look like an idiot online? What if, what if, what if? And I always say, okay, so what if it no one buys? What if too many people buy and you're a little bit overwhelmed? Wouldn't that be the best quality problem in the world? Mm -hmm. Anytime I have a negative thought like that, and 14 years in, I still do, I force myself to talk about or think about the flip side of it. What if nobody buys? What if a lot of people buy? What, what, if, what am I going to do with that? How exciting is that? So you've mm -hmm. got to flip it on your head, but it's a very real fear. Mm -hmm. And that's why when we were talking about why I, all the mistakes I made in the beginning, I didn't really get to the punchline, which I should have said, I made $267 with my very first digital course. It was a huge disaster. 
And I could have very easily said, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not enough. I shouldn't be an entrepreneur. But, and I did have all those thoughts for a moment, but then I flipped it and said like, I want this more than anything. I'm gonna figure this out. Let's try that again. Mm -hmm. And so I just want you to be very careful with these what ifs because they're very easy to come up with, but they're very rare. Meaning if you follow a plan, if you find someone, whether it be me or someone else, that's going to teach you step-by-step step how to do what that person has done with success, your chances of succeeding are so much higher than mine were when I hunted and pecked all over the web trying to figure out how to create a digital course and I had no idea what I was doing. So find somebody who can be your model and that is willing to explain to you how to do it step by step. So that's one thing, this fear of what if nobody buys, we've got to flip that on its head. Mm -hmm. The other thing that comes up a lot is I don't have the time. I don't have the time to do this. And this one is very real. If you look at your calendar, you're absolutely right. Where would you even fit in the time for a few hours a week to work on your course and then eventually launch it? You don't have the time right now, but you do have a situation where you likely want something different for yourself. You wanna make more money in your business. You want more freedom in your business. You wanna leave uh, nine to five. What, what are you willing to do to make the time? Does it mean something to you to make more money, have more freedom in your business? And if the answer is yes, let's make the time. We've got to carve it out. We've got to move things around. We've got to tell ourselves, okay, I might have some early mornings or late nights or weekend work, but this is a season. The beautiful thing about a digital course is you launch it once or you, excuse me, you create it once and you launch it over and over and over again. So the season of creation it's heavy. It's a lot of work. It's going to make sure that you make the time to do it, but then it's over. And now you have an asset that you can launch over and over and over again. You talked about buying my course in 2019. It's 2023 and I am still selling the same course. The bulk of my work was in 2018 to create it a few mm -hmm. months and then I was done. Now I tweak it and make it better and it's always relevant and up to date, but I never have to look at a blank Google doc again. And I have made millions <laughs> of dollars over the month, over the years of doing this with the same course. Tony Robbins always said that the death of an entrepreneur, if you wanna slow down as an entrepreneur, keep starting from scratch. You reinvent the wheel. You start with a blank Google doc. You will always be slower than your competitor. But if you create one asset that you get to sell over and over again, boom, that's where it all starts to come together. I love that totally mic drop right there. I feel like we're done, but we do have some other things to share. Same thing for me. You know, when I enrolled in DCA, I definitely hit the overwhelm wall and I was like, uh oh, because I'm not one of those attention to detail kind of gals. Uh, very much, if you remember Business Mastery, the artist, right? Like, don't even think like, but I learned how to take on more of those hats, so to speak, and or to fill in the gaps in a really good team. But that said, I created my signature course, Live Video Mastery, which is based off selling $222 million worth of stuff on QVC and HSN and extra for four years. And that one-on-one -on -one business model, and it is a blueprint, but it works. It's effective for basically any industry on live video, which, okay, Facebook Live, not quite as, as cool as it was three, four years ago. That said, I'm launching it again in November. I think it's my ninth launch. Every launch is bigger than the last launch. It's, it gets easier and easier, all yes. of the components, right? But I also can notice where I tweak. I'm like, okay, so the language this year is... While Facebook Live may not be getting the algorithm reach that it once did in its heyday, hello, during the lockdowns, yeah. 
every person that we love, know, like, trust, all those things that we admire and with like a little bit of what they have, they're showing up on video every day. Yes. So it is still critical. It's essential. Like I was stalking your Instagram today and you're talking about episode 602, which actually we just actually debriefed here. And I was like, this is it. One minute, quick in and out, but connect with your audience. But to your point, I built it once, created it once, heavy, overwhelming, made myself get through, got devoted because I knew the other side, which is where we are now. And to be full circle with you on the Fire and Soul podcast is beyond a dream, right? I couldn't have imagined that. And so it is so worth it when we just answer the call. Can you expand on that if you resonate with that at all? Because I imagine sitting in that boardroom 14 plus years ago, there was a call on your soul. Yeah. Yes. And I didn't even know it was there. It's these moments that if you just get quiet enough and pay attention, you think, wait a second, what is that? This idea of, I want freedom. I want something different. I think I'm made for more. I'm ready not to have a boss. Like who's (laughs) talking to me right now? Like what are, I never in a million years thought I would be an entrepreneur. That was not a word we used in our family. My family members were not entrepreneurs. And I loved the security of having a boss that I didn't have to take all the responsibility of the business. But there was that whisper, like, you're ready for something more. And that's what I had to go after. And I'll tell you this, the year that I decided I was going to leave and figure out how I was going to leave and start my own business, that was so hard and so scary. The first two years of my business, when I didn't have an email list, I didn't know how to do a digital course, nothing was really clicking. That was very, very scary but I knew what I wanted and that's why I kept going. And so those listening, I know you're not waking up in the morning thinking, I want a digital course, but I bet you're waking up in the morning thinking, there's gotta be an easier way. There's gotta be something that's gonna allow me to take this to the next level. There's gotta be a way that I could spend more time with my family, take the vacations that I know I deserve and make the kind of money I deserve. That's a digital course. So it's a means to an end and it's a beautiful way to get there. It is. And thank God for people like you. And I really do think there isn't anyone like you. I've always said that you are like the Rolls Royce of digital oh. course guides, right? Because there are some out there and, and, yeah. and maybe even some names we've mentioned have tried to duplicate what you've put out. Um, and there's just nothing, nothing like Digital Course Academy. You just got to be willing to devote yourself to get really present to it and just know that, yeah, I love what you said. Nobody really wants a digital course. In fact, I don't even like the term digital course, but I certainly love the freedom and the flexibility flexibility that it allows me to be at the park with my dog in the middle of the afternoon when others are changed, change their desk. Amen. Right. Totally. Now for those of those listening, like, okay, maybe there is something here for me. I've been talking about it for quite a while. Cause I imagine that's a lot of my listeners. There's been a lot of world shifts beyond even just, you know, what's obvious and in the headlines. And that's a lot of where my show is, right? Like beginning to awaken to maybe exiting the matrix, so to speak, Um, whatever, you know, that might mean to anyone uh, that's new to the show. We're very, very aware of how do we create more of our freedom, right? And so that we're not reliant on having to comply with particular mandates, just being super straight here. So I want to talk about okay, I think I have an edge and it's even 10%, but I don't know how to teach. I've never taught. Mm. How, what? (laughs) Let's expand on that for a moment, right? I love this question because this is my specialty. So coming from the Tony Robbins world, as I said, I was a director of content, which meant 
I learned from Tony Robbins how to teach and explain content. And I've taken that into my business. So there's a very big focus. Whenever I teach people how to create digital courses, I slow down a moment and say, let's focus on how you're teaching in the course, because I care deeply about you getting results for your students. And so I really teach this in a way, think frameworks. Think frameworks and roadmaps. So first let's start with roadmaps. When you think about the results, let's say that you got results for yourself and now you're gonna teach that in your course. Think of how you got those results and you're gonna sit and you're gonna just brain dump. Okay, I first did this and then I did that. And then I, no, no, I did this first. And you're kind of moving things around. I, I like to do it with a post-it note uh, situation. Like I call it a post-it note party where you're just putting all your ideas up on the, the wall. I did this first, then I did that. And you're kind of moving it around. We got to find your framework. So that's the first thing I teach my students when they're teaching in a course. Once we find the framework, or excuse me, the roadmap, I'm getting it confused. You've got to get your roadmap. Yes. Then we get into the frameworks and yes. the frameworks are, okay, this is what I did. Let me break it down in the easiest way possible. Maybe even show you a visual of it. So you'll remember it. And for the, the teacher, you, it's easier for you to explain when you have simple frameworks. Let me give you an example. When people ask me, Amy, I want to create a digital course, but I have no idea what I would create a course on. I bring out the sweet spot formula framework where there's four different quadrants and it's meant to help you kickstart your first idea for a digital course. So I'll walk you through it really quick. The first quadrant is what are you good at? Where have you gotten results? What's your 10% edge? I say 10% edge because you don't need to be light years ahead of those you serve. You just need to be 10 steps ahead so you can show them the way. Where have you gotten results in your personal life, in your business life? And would you be willing to teach that to somebody else? That's the first quadrant. The second quadrant is what kind of solution are you going to uh, offer? What problem are you solving? So think about who you might wanna work with, who you might wanna help, what are they challenged with and how can your results you've gotten help them get the results that they're looking for as well. The third quadrant is the profit potential. Are people spending money on this thing that you want to teach? Are there books about it, podcasts about it, other digital courses about it, coaching, consulting? Do people spend money to get results in this area that you wanna teach? If the answer is yes, that is great. You want other people doing what you're doing. It's the ultimate validator. And the fourth and final one is what brings you joy? What mm -hmm. makes you light up and excited? It doesn't have to be your life's mission, but you're gonna be talking about it a lot, so you have to enjoy the topic. So what I just walked you through is a simple framework to start thinking about that initial idea that you might want to explore. So it's so easy for me to teach it because I put it together in a framework. This is what I teach my students how to do. I am known for the sweet spot formula. I want my students to be known for their frameworks as well. So mm. teaching in a course is important and there's really easy strategies to make you a great teacher in a course. Yeah. And so much of that I learned from you because I knew when I invested in Digital Course Academy way back in 19, that I was a really good consultant in the one-on-one -on -one business model. Right. But I was like, I've never really taught. I don't know if I could do that or a group like, and just like you, I was so passionate about the actual results. Like I didn't want anything to lose its integrity from the one-on-one -on -one model. Yeah. But just allowing myself to just slow down, be patient and trust my guide, which was you. You had such a beautiful background. Even then it was only what a year, two years old, but now all these years later, I'm so curious, like what have you seen that shifted even in the way the students are coming through or to yeah. DCA or to the idea of like, okay, time, money, freedom. Like what are you seeing that's different 
and we'll just start there and then I'm sure we'll piggyback on, on where you expand. So because I've been teaching digital courses for 14 years, I've seen a lot of changes, but the, the core principles pretty much stay the same, which I love, mm. but let me give you some examples. Back in the day when I would teach inside digital courses, some of my videos would be an hour long. So you wouldn't want to teach something. I just go on and on until I got to my point of, okay, there you go. And I'd walk away. These days, you can't be putting hour long videos in digital courses. People's attention spans have gotten smaller, 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 and they want instant gratification. So one easy solution to this is to make shorter videos, 10, 12 minute videos. So that means if you need an hour long to explain something, you're going to break it up into 10 minute videos. As they get through those videos, they feel like they have the momentum and they're more likely to get to the finish line. And so that's just one area that I've seen shift over the last few years that we've got to we've got to meet them where their attention span is and unfortunately with social media everyone has a tiny attention span so that's mm -hmm. one thing another thing is what you talked about live video so mm -hmm. a lot of my students get freaked out that they're going to have to go on live video and by live video i mean on their webinars so they're going to do live webinars oh my gosh being on live what if the technology doesn't work out well the first thing is you don't have to start on live video you don't have to show your face i want you to eventually but inside your course and with your first few webinars just do slides and audio mm -hmm. i have a really good friend who has a multi-million dollar business in every single one of her digital courses and webinars she doesn't show her face she just <laughs> does slides and audio because her message is good and people want to know what she's going to teach and so just know that you can take baby steps into this. I think that's really important as well. And over the years, I've noticed that the way you sell digital courses, there's a lot of new options out there. So I teach webinars and I will say hands down, webinars are the absolute best way to sell a digital course. Because if your webinar is an hour long, you can spend the first 40, 45 minutes giving immense value. I have this motto that when I get on a live webinar, I say, no matter if they buy or not, they walk away feeling excited, inspired, and driven to take action, no matter if they buy or not. So that's why I have such a great reputation in the industry is because even on a webinar where I'm selling a digital course, if they don't buy, they still know that I delivered on my promise and I gave value. And that's mm -hmm. important to me. So webinars sell courses. But also I do a boot camp and boot camps are a great way to just introduce people to your content before they ever buy any big course from you. It's your opportunity to show your teaching style and to give value and kickstart what they're doing without a lot of buy-in. And I think boot camps are a great way to lead into bigger things that you wanted to use to sell your courses. Challenges, boot camps, webinars, live video, all of that works to sell courses and what i've seen over the years is there's so many options like that you don't need to do them all you just want to choose one or two yeah so good i want to talk about the boot camp in just a moment but first to speak to the webinar uh experience even me came from 10 years of live tv four thousand hours on air you'd think that i wouldn't be a little nervous nelly oh i was i was terrified and we had about we were very fortunate we ran our ads right i found the right team we had about 750 people there it was like That's a, a really strong show up right for me like i didn't even have an email list at this point that was the beginning of my email list but um I remember being so nervous and exactly one person bought out of the 700 plus people. And that one person was my dad. So it did not, oh. 
I know. I refunded him. him. I was a hot mess. I was nervous. I didn't have my thoughts together. I didn't really know how it was. Be, it, I just, it was, a, it was a mess, but I got to say now that is my strongest converter, right? I'm so comfortable in it. Wow. So with practice, with patience and with presence, like just allow ourselves the space to grow trust in the call that is giving you the little nudge of like, you know what? There's something here. Just, just that. That's what I like to say is just take care of that and then build on that. But there's also something really special that I feel super excited to share. We did this last year with you and I was a part of it. You offer up a boot camp, and it's called Course Confident. And I want to just share this before I know I'm going to ask you to expand on Course Confident Boot Camp, which is happening now. And it's my listeners know I am not a salesy kind of a person. I rarely bring on, on anyone like yourself and talk about their offers. But when someone has changed my life so profoundly that it's now impacted thousands of others because of that one course, and then it grew into a second course, I'm getting the full body chills. I can't help. I feel like I would be selfish mm -hmm. if I kept that to myself. So the way that I look at it is everyone listening, this is your moment to really lean in. This could be the beginning of changing your entire life and getting that real ticket to freedom that you are truly desiring. So I'd love to talk about Course Confident, the boot camp that's happening now and meet so many of my listeners over there in the arena. Oh, I love that you're going to be there. So I created Bootcamp, just like I had mentioned earlier, to allow people to kickstart their digital course journey with uh, a really easy way to get in there. And so inside of the Bootcamp, I'm going to teach you how to come up with your course idea, that sweet spot formula. I'm going to drill down in a lot of examples and details to help you come up with your idea. And then from there, we're going to choose what type of course you want to create. There's three different types of courses from a starter course to something more robust. And I'm going to explain the different types of courses and you're going to make a decision. There's a pattern here. You're making decisions inside the bootcamp. So first the type or the idea, then the type of course, and then from there, how much to charge for your course so that when you choose that number, we can start to see what's possible. We'll do some course math so you can get excited about launching this course and making the kind of money you deserve. We're also going to talk about how to start growing your audience so that you have people to sell to when you're ready to launch. So we're going to do a lot of course creation decisions as well as audience audience building strategies, and I'm going to incorporate some AI. So artificial intelligence is all the rage right now. And I am really excited that this is the first year I can show you how to use an AI tool in order to get all of this done a whole lot faster. And so I do, I'm live in the group every single day. Uh, everything is recorded if you can't make it live. And I do Q and A's. There's just a lot of great uh, trainings happening and it's gonna go by fast. So it starts on September 13th. It's $47. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, you will walk away with so much more value than $47. You won't believe that that's all I charge for it. But I like when people have skin in the game. I think when you pay, you pay attention. And the caliber of people that are in that group, I've noticed it's different than if I were to offer it for free, which I did many years ago. So just know you're going to be around an amazing group of go-getters that are serious about creating courses as well. Oh, it's so cool. So listen, if that intrigued you and you've got some curiosity, follow the nudge. I've even created a little web link that can take you right to the sign up. It's 47 bucks. It's like what? Basically two lunches at this point. So it's michelle-sorrow.com forward slash bootcamp. 
couldn't be easier. And of course, I'll link that in the show notes along with your book, Amy, and um, your podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy. Congratulations on 602 episodes, 55 million downloads. Final question for you. And then I'd love to just know anything else you feel compelled to share. What have you learned about yourself personally over these past three years? Maybe even on a self-awareness, self-discovery, spiritual level. Like I've seen from the external and you also share a lot on your podcast, a lot of shifts internally, but what stands out the most to you that's really just shown you more of who you really are in these past few years? You know, in this year in particular, I've had a lot of growth. I went on a health journey and I really just wanted to work on feeling good and feeling mm-hmm. confident. And so I've been really focusing on my health, which means, of course, eating well and working out, but the mindfulness, the journaling, the meditating, the taking a moment when I need it. So that's been really profound for me. Mm-hmm. But another thing is, as you know, I launched the book this year. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, I've been in business for 14 years. I've done a lot of different things, but I've never launched a book. And I had to ask for favors. I had to put myself in situations that made my skin crawl because they were new and scary and live and never had done it. And I showed up in ways that I didn't even know I was capable of. And so, you know, 14 years in, you could still surprise yourself like, whoa, I didn't know I had that in me. And I think that's really important to push yourself and try something new. And so I say all that because there's some people listening right now that creating a digital course, they're telling themselves, I don't have time. This is overwhelming. This is going to be too big. I'm not ready. I need more education or experience or whatever. They're all fears. I could have said every single one of those for launching a book this year. And I think the reason I move forward, and I hope those listening will move forward as well, is you deserve to have an incredible life. And -hmm. if you're building a business, that's a huge part of your life. And Mm -hmm. so creating a business that will make you money and make a huge impact and give you freedom, there's nothing like it. And I know digital courses are the way to do that. So at <sighs> least come into the bootcamp to explore it. You'll make some decisions. You'll figure things out. You'll know if you want to create a course or not. And if you do, you'll already have started it in the bootcamp. Ah, and then it just may lead to a best-selling book that you've written, right? Like anything is possible. And it's just so beautiful when we step into that expanded state, which just means being willing to be willing to be willing, right? The courage comes with a little bit of action. And then the clarity comes with, with the action. And then before you know it, you're talking to Amy Porterfield on your podcast that was birthed out of Date with Destiny. It's full circle right now. And uh, and together we all get to really join forces in our collective destiny that you've helped so many experience. Is there anything that you feel compelled to share outside of let's hang out at the boot camp as right. we begin to wrap? I think the last thing I'll share is that it is really scary to try something new. You know, you mentioned a lot that you were doing one-on-one and consulting work and people are listening right now and that's what they're doing. And in their head, they're like, there's no way I could take what I do right now and turn that into a digital course. Just, just be aware of where your mind is saying no, no, no. Because I always say that's my chance to lean into it. This weekend, my friend gave me an idea for building my business even bigger. And my first thought was, no, 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 that's too big. That's too wild. That will ruffle feathers. I can't do that. And then in the moment I stopped and I thought, so that means I have to explore this. Like I know those feelings. And so if you're feeling any of that resistant, lean in. That to me is always a sign. Let's at least explore. 
Ah, lean in and explore. I love it. Amy Porterfield, thank you very much for doing what you do to serve so many. You've changed my life. You've changed so many of my friends' lives um, that never thought they could do it just exactly as you described. It's like you were speaking the very next things out of my mind, and I know so many listening. And so I really, really want us to just that paradigm shift that you started with, flip it on its head. Like, not me. Why not me? Right? What if? What if? Just shift it. It may be imperceptible on the external, but you'll feel it internally. And you're willing to break through a limitation that was always illusory. So this is what you've shown so many of us know how to do. And I can't thank you enough. I'm so, so grateful for you. (laughs) Thank you so much, friend, for having me. I so appreciate it. I love coming on your show. I love your energy. So thanks again. Oh, my pleasure. All right. I'll see you in the boot camp. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.